Hey everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilate of the FLG, Nikki D, flannel fan sometimes, and producer extraordinaire, and I'm Seth the Mad Doctor, competitive correspondent, and abnormally large head man today. How's <laughs> uh, everyone been doing? We gotta scale him down a little bit. No, I like my power. <laughs> uh guys i i am i i i have a child i have a newborn i've been changing a lot of diapers i hope that's not spit up on my shirt i if it is please uh i apologize no if it's probably little... just your uh your like what is it cayenne pepper lemon I... water oh my gosh no it is not it is not cayenne pepper some water although side note people trader joe's has pumpkin o's all right this is a pumpkin based cereal and there's a lot of pumpkin cereals out there that like are pumpkin spice but don't actually have pumpkin trader joe's pumpkin o's has real pumpkin in it they are glorious they've been gone for two years they just brought them back i know this is a crazy tangent but it's important that you know about this uh nikki d have you had pumpkin o's from trader joe's ever before they're they're glorious yeah very much so my my wife and my dog love them so they are a frequent <laughs> product in our house this time of year family. <laughs> i'm a fan i got no, i got oh, nothing negative Lord negative to say on this oh i love it all right guys if you're listening to our show please consider watching us live every wednesday night 9 p.m eastern standard time so you get to be part of chat and you get to see the cool visual elements like my hobby progress take it away there look at that that is that you see what that is seth, yeah. seth, seth that is on. that is some vibrant colors kicker yeah, so, this this new kid has just turned over a new leaf with look you man i'm very proud seth do you mind describing uh yes i'm totally milking this opportunity do you mind describing my beautifully painted miniatures to those that are listening to a podcast so it is it is a seraphon uh it's the new raptor riders i can't remember yeah. their name the raptodons uh, yeah. raptodons with yeah. uh kind of like a, a pale blue uh with more uh bright blue and dark blue crests uh, yeah. and then you know obviously the green riders um so it really pops i really like it i'm very proud of you bud uh, i i am i'm trying to please you that's all i'm doing here just just yeah, trying that's to important really. uh so yeah i have despite changing diapers constantly i have also been trying to get some painting done so i'm very happy with my age of sigma army seth though i know i know that you've decided to stick true to to 40k and to yeah. orc yeah, I, unlike unlike a former producer of this show <laughs> that promised <laughs> to play World Eaters for a year if I played Orcs for a year, I am sticking to my promise that I made to you, the audience, no. uh, in playing Orcs for one year. Um, so I have I, I did take Orcs to an RTT this weekend. I did not perform well. I went one and two with that list, okay. um, but I did get uh, I I have a a, a new. Uh, uh, member of my coaching team, uh, Anthony Vanella, I did <laughs> immediately reach out to Anthony and be like, we need to find a different list <laughs> for me. Um, and, and we did. Um, so, and I've already even got two games with the list. So I've been, nice. I've been on the grind. So, um, been having some fun with that. Um, I have been playing a fair about a star field as well. Um, I do like my, my space exploring fun. Uh, so I've been enjoying that. Uh, but Nikki D what have you been up to right as you take your yeah. seat? I, I, yeah. Uh, well, I, Seth, you said you were doing a full year of orcs. I yeah. just completed a full year of playing Chaos Demons. I completed my, my well year done. of service to Chaos Demons. So I am making a change to my, my faction. Uh, and it's a faction that's going to be having a codex we know coming out soon-ish. We know Space Marines is next on the list, but after Space Marines comes Necrons and admix so i'm working on necrons I, i'm uh, painting up my annihilation barge that you can see there um if you're watching the show so that is what i'm going to be playing for a little while or at least painting maybe not playing i i, I <laughs> with the data slate when which we'll get to that um well 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 yeah we'll, we'll cover that part 
Nice right. segue, though. We'll, we'll start talking right now about the balanced data slate. In our, in our industry news, this was the big stuff that happened last week, was this giant balanced data slate from GW 440K. Mm -hmm. It was both points and some rules updates. Seth, do you want to give us, the, I mean, everyone's already talked about this. We do not need to go yep. into the, the weeds, but let's get like the overarching, you know, positive, negative vibes, any critical changes, uh, you, you know, what, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, I, I went through, I did a I did a video for everyone kind of doing the big brush strokes. You can always go back and check that on our channel. Um, I think to me, the, the two most like impactful changes that I have felt is the change to devastating wounds and the change to line of sight with towering models. Yeah. Um, those two things have, have drastically kind of shaken up the game in my opinion. Um, for the better or worse? Do you for have the better, okay. for the better. Um, I think the, the towering line of sight, just the fact that they can't see you from, you know, the air, from their deployment zone to your deployment zone gives you the, the non towering player in, which is my experience. I'm not playing anything with towering. It gives you a chance to hide and it gives you a chance to play the game. Um, and then devastating wounds still useful. Um, uh, I've played a few, uh, what I guess six games now with the data slate. Um, so it still comes up, it's still useful, but it's useful in the scenario where, you know, I have a two damage weapon going into really good armor save to wound guys. Okay. Yeah. Dev wounds is still useful there versus having a damage uh, D six plus two weapon with dev wounds in that scenario, not useful anymore. Yeah. So it helps delineate those, those anti-tank from those more anti-infantry profiles. Um, so I've, I've enjoyed that delineation. So I think that's been a, a good change there. Cool, cool. So with this balanced data slate, we've also got a brand new app. Well, not a new app, but an upgrade yep, to the app yep. update. You do have to pay to get some of the features. The most important feature is the the Battle Forge feature. That's the list building software. You do get yep. to build, I believe, one list per yep. army, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. But to get the full function, you got to get the subscription. It's worth it. You know, I know some people don't want the paywall, but guys, this hobby, you, you, you know, it's, it's, it, it, you got to put a few dollars in there. They're, they're creating these rules for us, right? I know the models are expensive, but a lot of people are 3D printing and whatnot. Uh, I'm okay personally having the rules. I wish there were like, I wish all the codexes were just built in there. You didn't have to buy codexes separately or yeah. whatever. But, uh, that would but be nice if there any, was some Anything key, I mean, they did up. update the rules in the app, which is kind of cool, right? Immediately, yeah, the, the balance yeah. is live. Yeah, I mean, that's huge, yeah. right? They updated that. They updated the points. I do enjoy that because originally they had said that they were going to go to a – you can't write any lists if you weren't subscribed. Yeah. Um, this has kept everyone still is able to write at least one list. Um which I think is is useful, particularly if there's if there's events that are not that we at FLG are, but if other events are maybe requiring that as a list submission format, yeah. um, it's it's nice that there's not a paywall to to, to submit that. Um, and then if you do find that you are using it a bunch and you enjoy it, then yeah, I think it's it's useful. Now, just talk the, about that free mini. You do get a free mini for signing yeah, up. I so mean, that's like, the thing. So, you do. Yeah. It's not just. But the app that you're getting access, you're getting all of, of Warhammer Plus, which includes uh, Pariah Nexus, um, the new mini, a bunch of their their painting tutorials, a bunch of their other videos. So um, I think it's worth it. Uh, I'm I I mean the sixty dollars alone, Dean points out, is is worth it for the limited edition mini yeah. anyway. So um, I've I've been a Warhammer Plus subscriber since day one. I will continue to be. I I find <laughs> the app fairly useful. Um, I find it more useful than some of the other third party apps. Um, and, and, and guys, oh, I've, I've this it. app has only been getting better, right? Yeah. Like the, it started off, let's be honest, not the best note, but I mean, you know, it's only been getting better and better and better with time. Uh, Nikki D, have you watched any of the content on Warhammer Plus? You're kind of our, our 
geek guru here. You know, I, I, I know it's not Ashoka, but uh, I know it's not. I, I screw that up. Ashoka, Ashoka, right? Ashoka. 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 Yeah. I know it's not. I know it's not something like Disney Plus, but there's some good content on there, right? There, there is. Uh, I've really enjoyed a lot of the shows, um, especially some of the longer series. One, the Tao series was too short. There was an Iron Warrior yeah. show. It was just one one episode that was about twenty minutes, and the animation was not really that great. Okay. But the Blood Angels Gene Sealer Cult show, I really enjoyed that. Um, and there's been, um, I know the the Priya one. I'm looking forward to this. The other thing that that I actually like is um, some of the Lore Masters videos. Especially, uh, cool. I travel I travel for work a lot, so like being able to download and watch these, watch or listen to these thirty minute videos about you know. Mortarian, like yeah, I know I play Mortarian. Right? <laughs> it's a story, know Mortarian? Yeah. yeah, so like that sort do of thing. Why know? Kind of like, yeah, why is he so stinky? Know? Yeah, you know. Why? Why does he hate his? Why does he have so many daddy issues? Right, and like all those parts. Um, so I, I have to say, yeah, I do actually like a lot of the videos. Um, that that's out there. It's, it's pretty good content. Please tell me they have like a lore story. master that is titled "Why Does Mortarian Have Daddy Issues?" <laughs> <laughs> if they don't, uh, Warhammer Plus team. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. Uh, you just give Nikki and I the green light, and we will Emails we will produce important. that it's video signals for produced you. Content. Cool, cool. Well, I, 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 because I just got the subscription now, so I've been using the the, the you know I, I've been playing around with it. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of stuff on there. The the painting videos are kind of what I want to check out. You know, me trying to level up my my paint skills. Uh, oh, hey, GW pre-orders this weekend. You're going to be able to get Dawnbringers Book Two. This is Reign of the Brute. This has got the new uh, troll boss. His name is I cannot remember. Trug. That's it. Trug. <laughs> Trug. Trug, Trug, very, very, uh, very deep name. Yeah, Trug, I, right? I, am, I mean, he's like, he's I, like, I am Trug. Trug, I'm Trug. You know, that'd be a good name for like a, a big dog, like a greyhound or something. Great Dane, Great Dane, or a Saint Bernard. But Trug. Um, so I Trug, think you need a Saint Bernard now, kicker. I need a Saint Bernard, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a very uh, strict rule in my family. I will not have a dog that is bigger than myself. Uh, I once, I, I, in another life, I did have a Great Dane. The dog weighed more than me. He was definitely the alpha in the dynamic. I was like, okay, whatever you want, dog. You know, so. I am, uh, I don't know, sticking to smaller, lightweight dogs now. But uh, So we got this Trug dude. He's coming with a box set of a bunch of trolls as well. It's kind of a new yeah, way to build cool. an army. You got the basically an all-troll army. You've also got this new Rabble Rouser uh, Grot that I want to find a way to use him as like a Grot. Maybe use him as a Runherd, right, Seth? Could you use mm -hmm. him as a Runherd in 40K? Sure. I, I just, he looks fun. And then you got the Iron Jaws. These are the, the, the giant orcs with all the armor. Oh, and they, they look so good. Yeah. Okay, Seth, have you thought about converting him for anything yet? Is there been? I have, yeah. I mean, yeah. as soon as they they previewed him, my 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 uh, orc chat exploded with, "Hey man, so we got a bunch of new mod knob yeah. models, you yeah, know? Yeah. So they look really cool." Um, what do you think about the giant pig, the giant war hog, or that they're riding? Like, is there a use for that? I mean, could that be a kill rig? Uh, no, that's just going to be a giant pig for whenever I decide to play AOS. Is what that's going to be. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. But I I do know some folks that have looked into like using that as the the squig as towing the kill rig uh, okay. um or modifying that to be a beast boss on maybe like a, a squigasaur Ooh, or yes, a beast yes. boss on a pigasaur there you go boom perfect love that love it love it uh in, in not gw news but really important flg news check out this decal i just i, I got a personal order for, for some <laughs> miniatures and we're now throwing decals in uh in all oh, the box cool. orders not maybe not all of them but at least i know the warehouse is starting to put Fancy stickers. So, yeah, you order from us, you get a cool sticker, as well as our love and appreciation. So, <laughs> can't go wrong with that. Seth, uh, by the way, we, we got to figure out if we get stickers for LVO. We need to get some signal stickers yep, for LVO. Yep. We got we to do that. We'll work on that. I'm going to be paging Nikki D right now. Take it away with some nerd news. What's going on in, in that in that whole universe? Here he comes. Here he comes. Boom. 
We need an update. We need an update. There we go. Okay, buttons I got to hit. Uh, kicker, Seth, have you guys been watching Star Wars Ahsoka? Okay. No, spoilers. no spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. But I have been watching it. I know the audience in general has been watching it. Seth, you don't like Star Wars because you're communist or something. I'm not sure. But uh, you're not watching Star Wars and you could care less. But we can't say spoilers because we, we, we can't do that to people. But Seth, uh, but Seth and I, okay, I and probably our audience would like to get your your you know overarching. Are we happy? Are we sad? Where are we at at this point? With the liking it, yeah, liking it. Um, I, the big thing that I've been sharing with with my friends and family that mm -hmm. are Star Wars fans is that if you have watched Star Wars: The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon series, this show makes a lot more sense. Um, some of the, some of the context for the characters, if you don't know those parts, it doesn't hit in quite the same way. Uh, Dean and, and chat is saying no spoilers, especially as, as it relates to this week's episode, episode five, episode five is amazing. Especially really? if you are a fan of star Wars, uh, the clone wars TV series. There's a lot of callbacks to that. So it's, it, it is a great series. Um, I, I really enjoyed, I think I said this after viewing after the first two episodes, fight choreography, great special effects, great um kicker you had asked me about the sound and music that goes to it um not quite as iconic as like mandalorian and some of the other stuff that's that's there but overall i've, I've been very very pleased with star wars ahsoka so i'm i would i, I would i would venture for others to to get check it out and uh, to start watching it as well sweet 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 i'm glad you know you know it's it's fifth ep five episodes in it seems like you're still happy so it's not one of those flops you know start off strong and then just died out so sweet uh side note kind of different conversation here but the new iphone 15 i know this this kind of falls within a realm it's not it's not war gaming it's not pop culture but a lot of people have iphones that's what they use to you mm -hmm. know write their list all right whatever anyway I just thought this was interesting and I wanted to share the Apple's switching out their lightning cable for a USB-C. Discuss amongst yeah. yourselves. I think that's kind of cool. I'm, I'm happy to, to not well, have to use it. Well, they don't have a choice. Cable. Oh, they don't have a choice. No, Seth, no. you know more about this than I, there, I I can't remember if it's a UK or EU law, but there is a law on the books that all uh, small and medium-sized electronics need to use the same charging cable to reduce electronic waste. No way. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Look at that. Look at that. Investigator reporter here or somebody that just reads more news than the headlines like myself. News. So well, well done, Seth. Okay. Very but, cool. Did you guys hear about the creator, this new, I think it's a movie. Maybe it's a series. The creator, mm -hmm. if you guys heard about yeah. it. Are you intrigued at all? I'm intrigued. Where they where they put the AI robots in the charger stand? Yes. Yes. You heard about this. The PR yeah. stunt. Oh my gosh. Uh, Seth, why don't you explain what happened there? Because I think that was hilarious. They, they had, uh, I think it's a movie. Um, I can't remember if it's a movie or TV show. The yeah, creator, we're but the they, yeah. they, um, they, they basically have like humans that like their face looks like normal, but the back of their head is like a machine. Yeah. And so they had a number of those in the stands at a football game to kind of, you know, do some, uh, guerrilla marketing, if you will. Genius, genius. I love it. I love it, man. I love that stuff. So the creator, I don't know if, if you're, if you're in chat, tell us if you're excited or not. We're going to hop into over, uh, over into some event news. SoCal mm -hmm. is steadily growing. And with that, comes my plea we're only about a month away here comes my plea uh we need help setting up please <laughs> anyone Kicker uh, always needs help folks well socal is unique that the, if, if you've been there it's, it's a very large giant massive hangar for lack of a better 
where it's this large hall. Uh, we do space out all the tables. So all the tables are like little floating islands. You've got a lot of elbow room, but that just means that we need more help because it's a lot of yeah. walking back and forth. Uh, besides SoCal, let's talk about LVO. We're still adding people to the club pass. Uh, we want to get more yep. international people. I know that you know we've got a lot of American teams and clubs for all different game systems signed up, but we'd love to get some more New Zealand, Australians, yeah, Europeans. Let's get them in there too. Uh, so get the club pass. It gives you all sorts of perks. Hit us up on the the Frontline Gaming Community Facebook yeah. group. If you got questions, if, shoot us an yeah. email. We're happy to chat. Yeah, it's a pretty cool setup. And we've got this new vendor area. So if you, your mom, your your, your great-grandmother has some sort of little, you know, home garage business and would like to present the, uh, you know, showcase themselves at LVO, we've got this new vendor area that is ideal for you. We've got a does guy. Does it have who, to be a mom or a grandma? Can it does it not. Be like it, a it, nerd that no, it, could, it could be a nerd that has a really cool 3D printing okay. in the side hustle cool. thing. Um, oh, oh, and word is that we're going to be adding more Age of Sigmar tickets soon. I've been getting Ooh. daily, you know, requests from people begging for for Age of Sigmar, Age of Sigmar. Age of Sigmar has uh, already grown, outgrown where we were last year and, and we're working to keep it growing. So, so this will be really exciting for us. Uh, and finally, guys, yes, the 2024 schedule, we are working on it. We've got Cherokee already locked in place. We've got Rocky Mountain Open locked in place and ACO. There's all, you know, confirmed contracts. Uh, I'm, I'm, all the other ones are, are basically locked in, but it's kind of like two or three weekends that we're choosing between. Uh, we want to have a full, complete schedule that we will then share with you guys probably in the beginning of November, late October. So there we go. Oh, Seth, time for our signal short. Yes. Are you boys ready? <laughs> yes, always ready. The question this week for our signal short is, what is your favorite movie that prominently features bugs? Oof. Oof. Uh, Nikki D, do you have do you have one that you, I mean, you got I, one? I, well, I got an obvious one that I'm not going to pick. All right. And the premise for this question is I've seen a lot of the people painting Tyranids. Yeah. Lately, right? New Codex. So there's an obvious space bugs answer that yes. to go with here. But what I'm going to say is a different, perhaps obvious space bug, Men in Black. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Right? That's good. The whole Kicker. Plot, first one is the bug alien. Sugar, guy water. Sugar, water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So to me, Men in Black, I'm, I'm a huge Will Smith fan. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Scandal. Slapping noted for both <laughs> but like I love still like I a good movie, as, as, especially as a kid in the nineties. I love where Black. where do you stand on uh, Wild Wild West? Yes, yes. Oh, I, I mean, oh my God. I loved it. I oh loved God. it. Like it, it's, but it's one of those like it's so bad. No, I, I legitimately have the theme song for that on my one of my playlists. Like it's legit. Like, but my son loves listening to the Wild Wild West theme song when we're driving. Uh, kicker yeah. bug Good. bug movies. Okay, obviously Starship Troopers was my natural first choice. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if this counts. <laughs> um, Tremors is definitely pretty good, but that's more of a worm than a bug. You know, the, so I don't know if that counts, and that's kind of old. Uh, I did watch A Bug's Life. Yes, it's a Disney movie. Remember, guys, I do have a toddler, but A Bug's Life is pretty freaking funny. Like, they have some yeah. good jokes in there, and the little uh, Hungarian you pill bugs. You are a beautiful butterfly. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Right, right, right. And, like, the, the, the Hungarian doodle bugs or pill bugs or whatever you call them, they're just so freaking funny. So, yeah. so yes, I know I, I am the I am the G-rated host here, I guess, but I just I – just, I don't know. Bugs Life is good. It's good. Okay, Seth, you clearly have had more time since this was your question. Yeah, you no. Uh, well, you sort of took – part of mine but the, the clear answer Bugs is tremors Life? 2 oh. oh tremors 2 tremors 2 wow yeah because that's where you get the little the little running ones on oh, the ground right. and yeah. those are those are hormigons clearly yes yes clearly those are hormigons yes it is tremors 2 tremors 2 um, which go. by the way is my favorite tremors movie so you know <laughs> sorry 
We need a we need a remake. I mean, we've got like all these old movies coming back. We 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 need a like we need another. We need a remake of Tremors, except uh, we still need Kevin Bacon in it. (laughs) What's what's going on in chat? Do we have some? Do we have uh, some Nikki? The B movie? No, Alex, get out. We have multiple folks saying the B movie, so we have to. I don't agree with that, but that's what Chad is saying. Uh, And then. Arachnophobia. Ask the question: Is it bugs, insects? Do arachnids count for this answer? Well, yeah, yeah, sure. yes. So arachnophobia counts for that as well. Yeah. Um, another one that I would put out there as a um, um, what's the word I'm looking looking for? But a runner-up, um, the fly. Oh yeah. yeah old yeah. horror film. Another yeah. another great insect r- bug related film. So that would be another another one that I would throw out there. But uh, yeah, I think I that's like it. it. So. Kicker, Seth, do you guys want to take us to our main segment for yeah. tonight? Seth, start yeah. us off, man. All right. So this week, uh, now that everyone's had their chance to get their hands on it and take a look at it, we're going to break down the Tyranid Codex, but from the view of this being our first 10th edition Codex and what that Codex format is like. Yeah, this so, Codex is setting the precedent for the entire yeah, edition. Yeah, this is kind of what we should be all in our minds expecting going forward. So... Um, a lot of things in these codexes are going to be real similar to what you have seen in terms of formatting in the past. There's a large lore section. There's a model showcase. There's painting guides. All of that is real good stuff. All of that is great stuff that I've used in my orc codexes in the past. Um, and I'm going to view everything through the lens of orcs codexes. Because... And those are the things that are timeless, right? Even yeah. if the edition changes or you don't even care about yep. playing that army, it's always cool to go reference that painting guide because you might want to paint something like that on a completely different army or, yep. or hey, that lore is just fun bathroom reading, you know? So Yeah, yeah. or um, this might be sacrilegious to some, but, uh, you know, as, as the editions move on and, and, and codexes become outdated and no longer, you know, super needed in terms of their, their day-to-day use, I like to cut some of the full art pages out and oh. put those up as art on the walls. Okay. I, my, my buddy takes all the covers and they're in his hobbies, his hobby room. They're like a mural yeah. along his wall. I'm like, that's kind of a cool idea, you know? So, so I, I like it. Um, can we just, I, I just got to touch on this. Seth, what is the oldest codex that you currently own that you can go somewhere in your house right now and pull and show me right now? Like what is your oldest Third codex? Edition. Third edition. Uh, Space Marines or Chaos Space Damn, Marines. Damn, dude. All right, Nikki D, what about you? Oldest codex you have in your possession that you can easily pull from your shelf? Uh, it is, at, well, it's technically, I guess it is a codex, um, but it is, I think, 4th edition Skaven Warhammer oh, Fantasy. Nice, well yeah, done. I grew, up, I grew up playing Warhammer Fantasy, uh-huh. so for, for 40k, it's it's 7th edition Blood Angels. I'm uh-huh. fairly new when it comes to 40k, but 4th edition Skaven for Fantasy. Okay, you guys you guys beat me, because I've been throwing out a lot of my old books recently, but I do have one of the old guard codexes. I'm pretty proud, but yeah. I think it's like it's not nearly as old as, as you're but, so you guys. But uh, particularly if you're downsizing your collection, this is a tangent, I think saving some things like covers or some of those those old full art pages yeah. is it's it's an easy thing to put up on the wall it's an easy thing to to make a mural out of and then it, yeah it doesn't take up a lot of space because i do have a lot of space filled up with old books yeah. um, but anyway um the other things in this uh codex that are, are kind of familiar returning uh sections crusade rules um dean does point out that they have put the crusade in the back of the book finally um it used to be it used to be like in the middle like there was one section of army rules crusade rules and then more army rules and you're like i don't need those for for my tournament you're (laughs) you're literally in the middle of the information i'm trying to reference yeah can we put that somewhere else 
Um, you know, because guys, I know lots of guys that enjoy crusade and have a good time with it. It's just like, but, but maybe just put it in the back. Don't yeah. put it in that spot. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a good deal. They have added a section for combat patrol rules. Um, so there are the the indexes for combat patrols, but those are also being updated and reprinted in the the actual codex. You'll have your combat patrol there, which is really nice. Um, but the meat and potatoes of of this is the army rules. Now, there this is where things change. Um, we have the army wide rule, and this is again similar to what you've seen in the index PDFs. Uh, what we're getting in these codexes, at least in this Tyranid one, was six individual detachments. Uh, think of it, um, you know, people talked about there being sub-factions in 9th edition and 8th edition. This is not truly a sub-faction. Any version of NIDs can play them, but they in effect are some form of sub-faction. So if you go back and you remember, I like to play Kraken Nids. I liked really fast yeah. moving stuff. There is a detachment for that. That is the yeah. Vanguard detachment. Um, so there, there are very similar tropes that you can see when you think of, of how those armies played or what the lore behind those armies. There is a detachment themed around that. So it gives you some distinct styles of play. Uh, it also, each individual detachment has its own set of four enhancements and its own set of six, uh, uh stratagems. Yeah. That does mean that there are technically speaking 36 stratagems in this book, but, but you only can play six. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. And so as an opponent, if I'm playing you, you can open the book and say, these are the six I can use. And then I can go, okay, I only have to worry about these six plus the course. So they've stuck to that strategy, which I really like. The stratagems, for the most part, all do seem to give a bit of flavor that fit in the same flavor as the detachment rule. So again, there's a theme there. So if you're trying to build a more uh, narrative uh, or fluffy army, there's there's a lot of room there to express that there. The data sheets themselves are also all printed. And there are some new data sheets for this codex that weren't in the index phase because there were new models released and things like the Neurolictor. Um, and there were some updates to some of the, the data sheets. Now, to my understanding, they have, um, for the most part, kept a lot of the data sheets the same from the index phase, but there have been a few tweaks and updates. Uh, importantly, those data sheets, there is no limitations about what data sheets can go in what detachments. So um, in the past, uh, I'm going to take a step out of Nidland and go back to Orkland. Uh, Snickrot was a blood axe. You can only take him in a blood axe detachment. Uh, so if the Nids data sheet rules and their detachment rules carry over into some of those other armies, it could be possible that we have detachment rules that any sub-faction character can be in any one of those types of detachments. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, I like that because a lot of people build an army and paint an army based on a certain sub-faction lore. They've always liked it. They've collected that. But then they want to play a specific rule set that maybe doesn't match that lore. Um, and then we get this kind of this disconnect. And it's always been a clash. You know, people talking about uh, go back to 8th edition and people playing blue marines, ultramarines <laughs> as iron hands. That was like a big hot button debate. Um you know, this type of setup where the detachment rules are agnostic to whatever your your 
color theming and character design is for your army. Uh, I think that's really cool to see allowing those, those two things to mesh without causing a lot of conflict. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, there is a, a QR code in the codex, uh, just like previous edition where you can unlock the full set of rules in your code or in your app. If you have the app and again, you'll have to be a subscriber. Um, there are points printed in the codex, but there is also a QR code in the codex that takes you to the page of the most updated points on the website. So I, I do enjoy that they are doing those little QR codes because that has certainly been a thing that we have seen edition after edition as armies come out and things get adjusted. A lot of things in the codexes because they're print don't get updated and it's only updated online and a newer player might be a bit confused as to where to find that information. So providing that in the form of something like a QR code, that's really easy to go from the book in front of me to my phone, to the website, and I can get that information. And, um, and it's so clear I, that the app is going to be the primary means of getting the most updated rules. The app is going yeah. to have the current points, even if the codex drops one week, a week later, those at the points in the app are the, are the primary means of, 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 of building your list. So, so use those, yeah. those points in, in the app, but it is cool. They say, you know, on the codex, like, Hey, hey you know, go to the app, you know, go, go online to see the full apps yeah uh, so um, babies you know, you know we all we all uh dream of a day where it's a full online rule set um but we do have to reward positive behavior on gw's part so we do have to call out when they are doing things like this yeah. that we appreciate as a community so i enjoy that so we do have um, a few things in chat but before we yep. jump to chat seth let's let's just break this down right so we don't have access to the new orc codex or the new guard okay. codex but we can take we can take what we know from this nid codex and kind of decipher the future yeah, right? and and kind of apply to what we think it's yeah. going to be like for our armies so most armies we have to assume are going to be getting obviously things like lore and the painting guide right but they're yeah. going to get Let's just call it six detachments or six subcultures or factions. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There were some weird codexes in the past, um, and that by weird I mean like Drukari, where they didn't get six sub-factions for each of their sub-factions. Because remember, Drukari was like, yeah, um, weird, I think man. it was like three Cabal, three Homunculi, and three Witch Covens. Is, yeah. But the um, point is that but, we're going to be getting more flavor back, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. a lot of the the kind of standard, like, you know, Guard, orcs, nids, sisters, uh, knights, a lot of those had six yeah. sub factions it, it as It might not base. be called the Blood Axe, whatever, or it might not be yeah. called the Death Corps, Acadian faction, but it'll yeah. probably play like you would assume it would play. Yeah, so I would that, be, that is good, man. That's good. Yeah. I got, you know, I was scared. We might have been losing that, you know? Yeah. So it, yeah, I, I'm, I really appreciate seeing that because it does put that flavor back into it. It's not just like, like now, if I roll, you know, Dean, he's in chat as a big NID player. If I index phase, if I roll up to the table, I know there's one detachment that the NIDs can be playing. They're all going to play the same. Now, there's several different versions yeah. of NID armies that can be played. So I enjoy that, that it provides some variety. And they're um, pretty, like what you're talking about, provides variety. It's pretty significant. Like, yeah. yes, it's still the same data sheets, but they can be played very differently based off only six strats and the army, the, the detachment rule. So, mm -hmm. so it is a pretty cool system they have here it's not it's the same kind of base they're all working off of but those little different changes allow you to really play differently it also looks like and and, and correct me if i'm wrong seth but it looks like the data sheets are pretty similar to what's in the index so i can't say yeah. that this is gonna be how it's gonna be for every codex and we were actually yeah. talking before going live that they might actually change with time but at least for right now it looks like you know what's you're playing right now is probably very similar to how that unit will play once you have that codex yeah yeah we did talk about like right now 
uh, you know, there wasn't a major like earth chattering changes to how the, the previous NID index data sheets as compared to the codex data sheets, the ones that were the same, like the model existed in both in both of those versions. You know, we, we don't know it's going to, we were talking about it going down the line. You know, we have a roadmap for the next year, but two, three years from now, does that roadmap, is there enough time that they've said, Hey, you know what? I don't, I have no, no information, internet people. I have no more information than anyone else about this. So don't say I'm, I, I said so and I'm law, but like sake of argument, let's say world eaters, they were the last of this edition sucks to suck world eaters. You're last of this, uh, of 10th edition to, by the time we get to the 10th edition world eaters codex has been two or three years. Is that enough time for GW to, to have taken a look through everything and said, you know what, this army didn't play in the way that we wanted it to. And so maybe that later in the life cycle of, of this edition, we will see more drastic changes to data sheets for armies that have had indexed data sheets for two or three years. So yeah. we, we, certainly is a possibility and they have left themselves the way they have designed this codex. They have left themselves the room to do that um, by reprinting all of the data sheets. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Um, a few things in chat. Dorian's saying, hey, NIDs are looking super, you know, not super strong, but they're looking pretty solid and well balanced across most of the detachments and units. Yeah, it looks like NIDs are pretty balanced. You know, mm -hmm. we, we always talk about this, this concept codex creep, you know, yeah. an army that has the codex is going to just destroy everyone else. It looks like they're not just going to go and stomp everyone. Now, that's just, you know, what we've had a week. We need more time. We haven't even had a week yet. Right. But it looks like it will be. Um, it looks like it's balanced, for lack of a better. It looks like it's fair. Nothing too crazily overpowered. Seth, do you see yeah. anything that just you know terrifies yeah, you? So, no, nothing. Nothing. I mean, I don't like Norn emissaries. That's just a <laughs> discussion. Um, I certainly think that the the what we have seen from this codex, it is not head and shoulders above yeah. where the nids were prior to this. So it wasn't a huge power jump for them. Now, when you say codex creep, there is certainly the possibility that maybe this is the beginning, and then future codexes on the line might be stronger and then yeah. we might see some creep um and that is certainly something to keep an eye out for but if we get a few more codexes under our our proverbial belts this year and next year and we're seeing kind of similar uh adding army variety but not a lot of army strength um i think then yeah i i, I think we're in a solid spot Cool. Uh, we got a question from Alex in chat. He's he's asking, is the new 40K format, in his uh, words, too simplified? Uh, you know, they did want to simplify it. Uh, Seth, your thoughts. Uh, is it too simplified? Do you feel like our game got, you know, dumbed down a little bit too much? I um, I had a game against Votan last night. Okay. I don't feel that it is more simplified. <laughs> All right. Um, the thing that I have come across with, with this edition of 40K that at least for me has been a learning curve is you have an army wide rule. You have a detachment rule. You have enhancements, which are similar to war, like, you know, relics and you have stratagems. But on top of that, there is now every individual data sheet and every individual codex has its own special rule. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. to keep in your, in your mind. So I, there's still, I've been playing orcs, and that's it since 10th edition rules came out for them. And there are still rules on my own data sheets that I am missing on a frequent basis, <laughs> like trucks healing a wound at the start of each turn. I never remember that. So uh, there, so I say, you know, I played Votan last night. There are, were some interactions that my opponent 
was a very good opponent and clearly explained everything to me in the beginning, but it was just too much information to remember that I was like, oh, and then when we were in the game, it would come up again. And I was like, oh, right. You did tell me that, but I forgot. Um, so that is certainly something that I, I don't think it's too simplified. There are certainly things that uh, keep this game complicated. So, and, and I know a lot of us like that, that crunchy, complicated stuff. So I don't think you have too much to worry about, Alex, particularly as right now we've got one faction that's got its six attachments. But we start getting a year or two into this and you've got a dozen factions that all have six different attachments. It's going to be a lot. So nice. anyway, kicker. Yeah. Take us into the uh, the the community poll for this week. Yeah. What's what's uh, what's on the mind of Kicker? <laughs> so so every week we try to ask a question on on Facebook, primarily through the Frontline Gaming Community Facebook group. You know, we put a poll out there. This helps you know determine the future of 40k, or at least as much as we can. And and this week, you know, we're looking at an, adding another event for 2024, and we wanted to know: Do we do this other event in Las Vegas, our home base, where our warehouse is? You know, easy to fly to. You know, pretty cool tourist area. Or, or do we do it in another West Coast location? You know, we try to try. We're trying to stay on the West Coast because logistically, it's challenging for us to bring our train all the way to the East Coast. Uh, not that we don't do that already for Atlantic City and Cherokee, but it, it is way more challenging for us to, to expand mm -hmm. out east. Uh, the, the poll results: Wow, seventy-seven percent said outside of Las Vegas they don't necessarily want to go to Las Vegas twice a year for LVO and this new event. So we did do the Las Vegas team event, uh, mm -hmm. which was in September, and we did Vegas, you know, LVO in, in, in January. It's 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 an option, you know. I mean, but it seems like most people would rather go to a different city if they're going to go to two frontline gaming events during the year. So, so okay, wow, seventy seven percent said outside of Las Vegas. We've got a lot of comments, a lot of comments, and yep. they were really like I've read them all, and I am tired of reading comments, but they were really insightful. Timothy Dardar, Robert Moreland, and many others say New Orleans, and I do live in New Orleans. I'm slightly biased towards it, uh, but they really like the one New Orleans event we did back in, geez, 2020. I, I was there. Yeah, you were there. So I, yeah, you were there. I, I, I enjoyed myself. Yeah, know. New Orleans is a fun town. It's it's a yeah. challenge to do an event in New Orleans for so many reasons, and that's not on the West Coast, by the way. But uh, it, it it seems like a lot of people in 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 the in the community want that. Uh, Aaron and many others had mentioned Utah as well. Utah's a fun place. There's a pretty vibrant community in Utah. Mm -hmm. Seth, did you read any of the other comments? I know uh, there's some other comments. No, but I will point out that uh, my my beloved orc overlord, uh, Rich Kilton, is yeah. in Utah. So yeah. yeah, Utah has a huge community, yeah. and it's it's relatively centrally located. There's a great airport there, so so that's something that you know. Okay, well, that, that's interesting. Bob Kelly uh, and a bunch of other people said the Pacific Northwest. There is the GW event there, and Coma, you know yeah. I need to talk to them and make sure we don't step on their toes. That's kind of always the thing is if they're taking over, and if they're doing Tacoma. We don't want to correct double. me if I'm wrong, but Tacoma was the first time they did the same city twice. Yeah, 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 uh, and, and oh, they get Kansas and Tacoma, right? The Kansas. I think I, I think yeah. Kansas, yes, but I think yeah. Tacoma was the first one that yeah, they yeah. were like. Yeah, we're doing and, and it grew, way. and people like liked yeah. it, and I'm pretty sure that well, I don't want to speak for GW, so I'm going to be quiet. But the point is, we don't want to step on anyone uh, on anyone's toes. Countless people are saying Boston, Boston, or at least somewhere in New England. That is really far away from Nevada, uh, where our warehouse is. Uh, but Boston is an amazing, amazing city. I would love to do it. It's just, once again, logistically getting our terrain all the way across the country for, for more and more events just makes it really challenging. Uh, it looks like we got another comment there. Nikki D, do you want to read that guy's comment? Or is there Seth? Here we go. There, okay, there we go. I was I was working on another screen here. Uh, 
Lucas, who Seth, I believe this is this is Lucas, another L- Lucas Troll, another player. another famous orc player. Yes, right. yeah, it, it's these West Coast orc players. I picker. I don't know <laughs> if we should keep. They just want more events to win FLG events to win on the West Coast. Uh, Lucas pointed out Portland. Our Oregon goal internally city. amongst the orc players is what if every uh, FLG logo was orc based? Oh my gosh, geez, you got to <laughs> win it. Oh my god, no, no, no. Yes, maybe. But, maybe. but Lucas points out Portland, Oregon, cheap. It's West Coast. I will point out Portland, Oregon is very flannel forward so <laughs> I, if i have a vote and i love portland uh, as well so I'm, now, I'm certainly in favor of it. i i do want to share my comment that i i put internally okay yeah for, he submitted directly our, to, to directly to, to, to kicker yeah. he said west coast i said technically speaking alaska is on the <laughs> west coast and i need an excuse to go back so I personally think we should figure out a way to truck everything up to Alaska. Uh, have a nice, I mean, kicker, you, you can't tell me you kicker outdoor man don't want to go to Alaska. No, I mean, I would, I would love it. I would love it. We, we need and to have flannel positive there as well. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Isn't, isn't there an FLG affiliate that uh, lives in Alaska? We can just ship everything to his house and he yes. can take care of it for us, right? Grim After Dark. Yes, yeah, Grim After Dark. By the way, <laughs> we're shipping all the terrain to your house, guys. Keep an eye on it for yeah, a just, bit. Just have like a, a couple containers show up in his driveway. So, so guys, we are looking. We are on the hunt. This feedback was extremely uh, appreciated, so thank you, guys. And get, stay stay tuned as, as I can start to make some phone calls and see what's feasible for 2024. Yeah. Let's jump into the frontline entertainment news, Seth. What's going yeah, on there? Yeah. So uh, a few folks that I kind of wanted to give some shout outs to this week. Um, a while back, we they, we had an affiliate that uh, Crash Course Hobbies that I was really enjoying. He puts out a really kind of um, mellow, low-key, super positive hobby vibe. Uh, he's all about trying to bring newer people into the hobby. Um, he went silent for four months. Um, but that's because he was moving and getting his kids resituated and then resetting up his studio because he does have very good production quality. So, um, he literally posted a video this week and I reached out to him and he's back. He's putting out more content. Um, you'll enjoy this. He, it was kind of a, it was a, it was a hybrid video of, of how to paint Dante, but also how to push yourself and take risks as a painter. I like it. So it was good. I enjoyed it. So go go check them out. Go give them some love over at Crash Course. Uh, our friends, our lovely friends over at Party at All Points introduced a new feature to their podcast. That is the Belch Counter. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. I know, Kicker. That's right up your alley. Oh, all my alley. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. So uh, I think all of the Party at All Points guys need to just, uh, you know, really bring Kicker into that culture when you see him at LVO. <laughs> Um, it's gonna become a thing at LDO, then, right? Yeah. Yep. And then our 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 lovely friend, our our beloved streamer Joe from War Games Live, is actually live right now. Kicker. Oh, it's Wednesday. You're like, what's he doing live? Right. Yeah. yeah He's no, kicking smart. off Charity Hammer, which gets us into our community spotlight. Charity Hammer uh, is put on by our friends up in the Pacific Northwest. That's the Best in Tabletop group. Um, they're going to be running three live streams that at one form or another, all th- one of these is going to be running at all times, starting Thursday at 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, running for 72 hours Jeez. straight. Jeez. 72 hours, kicker, of wow. 40K. You could literally, anytime that baby wakes you up, yeah, I'm just- <laughs> and you and you and you got to rock her back to sleep, and you're like, I'm bored, man. You could pull up your phone, you could watch you some 40k. I love it. 
anytime. So uh, War Games Live is there. He's streaming on YouTube. Uh, Joe's on YouTube. The Best and Tabletop guys are streaming on their YouTube channel. And then they also have a Twitch channel. Uh, it's still called BiffPod from their former name. Um, but this is a charity stream. They're raising money for Child's Play, which is a charity to support children's hospitals, to provide them toys and games for the kids in the children's hospitals. Uh, two years ago, we, we set a, uh, a goal of 40000 which we passed. Uh, and we, we raised $40,000 of 40K in three days. Uh, so their goal this year is 40001 They want to beat the, the previous goal. Respect that, um, you can donate uh, via their link. Uh, it's all up front and uh appropriate charitable organizations um it's every 30 dollars you donate gets you a raffle ticket um so it's a great group uh go support them i know i'm gonna have it on throughout the weekend um i might have had it on before i got on here tonight um but yeah so go check them out uh we also have the hammer down breast cancer that's coming up in october um the event is in delaware it is through uh, our friends on the northeast side of the united states the legion of extraordinary gentlemen um, a former club. So go check those guys out. Always a good group. Uh, I think that's it for my community spotlight stuff this week. Good. Final thoughts for the night, guys. Okay. Brace yourself, Seth. Brace yourself, Nikki D. Chat. I am playing orcs, not playing against Whoa. orcs. I am playing. Ah! Orc yes. Tomorrow I have a game. I've got a plan with one of my good buddies. I just He's back. Yeah. He's back, I, baby. I, I, I am. I, I. You know. I. I have a Paint, I have, painting those. Painting all of those Seraphon got you back into the green mode. Oh, man, that was, well, it's just, uh, that was a good decision. I have a beautifully painted orc army that I spent way too much time painting, and it, it's squig heavy. And I apparently, after talking to you, Seth, you're like, squigs are good right now. I could run all my squigs, all my cavalry. I'm like, yeah, do let's it. do it. Let's do it. So wish me luck, people. So I, I am stoked in between diaper changing and, and, and taking care of my, my newborn. I will be rolling dice with my buddy, charging my squig hogs into his, I think, Black Templar. So, so it should be fun. What about you, Nikki? what's going on with you uh watching lots of football um I, I there's a lot of us that are nerds that are also football fans um yep. but watching football also allows me to have some time to sit down and oh, see, oh yeah it shows up but yeah. sit down and and you know Probably, work yeah. on my my work on my painting at the same time so i especially growing up i used to listen to a lot of football games on the radio in the car um my my family fortunately was not like uh harry and lloyd and dumber dumber where hey you don't need no radio no we did need a radio yeah. to listen to the games uh so i'll be watching football and i'll be painting i'm looking forward to it uh, nice dumb and dumber reference guys big big fan big fan by far the best comedy of all time uh and and seth uh you, what are your words of wisdom what do you want to leave with uh leave us with for the night uh i mean i'm uh I don't know if I have any words of wisdom, but right. what are you uh, doing he, this week? Anything what fun? am I doing this week? Yeah. Uh, I'm working. All right. Very busy <laughs> week. work while we're playing yeah. 40K, I'm, listening, watching yeah. football. You guys have fun. I'll be, yeah. I'll be working. And then uh, some. Uh, I'll be trying to get back into my workout routine. I, I screwed up my back. Um, mm. you'll, you'll enjoy this kicker because I'm sure you've done this. Uh, you know, I had the weekend of the RTT and my back was a little tender afterwards, but I was like, you know, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. And then Monday was my big squat day where I did like 40 squats. Uh, and I was like, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll, and then like, I think it was like 40 squats and like 20 good mornings. And I, I went, got through it. And I was like, I feel fine. And then like literally Tuesday, I was like, I can't move. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh man, I'm sorry. And so like, I, I gave myself two days rest and I'm feeling good now. I can move, but I was like, oh yeah. 
you know, overdone that a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to, yeah, that's what I, I'm going to try to get caught up on the workout into it without killing myself is the goal. I would like <laughs> to be able to physically move. I literally couldn't finish my lunch at work on Tuesday <laughs> while sitting in my chair. I had to lay on the floor in my office. My back oh, wasn't man. such a knot. So oh, okay. I'm, my goal is to not do that this weekend. <laughs> All right. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, Seth, this is, I, well, thank you guys for listening. Seth, take us out, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline along with my fitness tips. Uh, have a great <laughs> week and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night.